the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, is uh, Hamilton still on Broadway? Nobody ever talks about Hamilton anymore, do they? Um, here's uh, Joe Biden getting angrier at Republicans than he is at Putin for killing that guy, Alexei Navalny, who was the big dissident. I guess uh, maybe he has a big soft spot uh, for getting rid of dissidents, for putting them in jail, right, and hoping they die. I have a feeling that Joe Biden has that in mind when it comes to Donald Trump. Uh, listen to this. Ammunition to the Ukrainians without a supplemental from Congress. No, but it's about time they step up, don't you think? Instead of going on a two-week vacation, two weeks and walking away. Two weeks. What are they thinking? My God, this is bizarre, and it's just reinforcing all the concern and 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 almost I won't say panic, but real concern about the United States being a reliable ally. This is outrageous. Yikes. I mean, um, this is really rich coming from a guy who spent a third of his presidency on vacation, right, on vacation. Uh, you know, the war is how old now? Two years old. Two weeks? Two weeks? Um, I don't think we're being told the truth about any of what's going on over there. And I would love, I would love to hear Joe Biden break it down for us, really. What are the issues? What are the provinces that are at stake? I mean, he doesn't know the first thing about this stuff. And why is he so passionate? Why is he so passionate? Could it have something to do with all of the business that his son did with Ukraine? Burisma, right? All those weird phone calls that he was making to uh, Poroshenko, that Joe Biden was. All the documents, you know, he wanted a lot of documents, a lot of the secret documents that were found uh, all over his office and house post-vice presidency. That has to do with Ukraine. He wanted to keep everything regarded Ukraine. Man, this guy is, in my book, totally guilty. And we're paying a big price, literally. How much money has it been? A trillion? How many? How, how, what has it been? A half a trillion dollars for Ukraine? I'm sorry, but big countries invade little countries since the beginning of countries. I wish that didn't happen, but uh, basically every country in the world has an army, right? Right? We do? Anyway, look, I I just haven't been told the truth. And by the way, I don't even know those provinces. I had to go learn them, and I memorized them. I haven't reviewed them in a while, so I probably don't know them anymore. I know them better than Nikki Haley does, I'll tell you that. James Flippin just walked in. James, hey, um, what's going on? What do you think about this... uh, Alexei Navalny guy. I'm looking at him. He's 47 years old. Good looking, healthy guy. There's no doubt he was poisoned or uh, strangled or, you know, something bad happened to him in jail on purpose. Right? It would seem that way. I mean, they actually talked about how there's a video showing him not long before this happened that makes him look like he's pretty much healthy, good to go. So I don't know how you just dropped dead all of a sudden. A picture of him not dead and now he's dead. And remember that other guy? They shot him out of the sky, um, the Wagner group. Oh, remember yeah, the Wagner that, group? Yeah, right. That's Putin. After that, coup, that like coup, that like uprising. What did Lindsey Graham say? Somebody needs to take care of Putin. Somebody needs to take care of that guy, right? I mean, we got. Don't we have uh, poison pellets? Don't we have uh, what? What are you looking at me like that for? I'm talking about Putin. It's okay to talk about him wanting him dead, right? 
Well, I mean, I guess, I don't know. At, at this point. I mean, at this point, you're right. Maybe he's not the bad guy I've been told. I mean. It's hard to know. It's so hard to know. I, I felt like that about the whole Ukraine and Russia thing pretty much since day one. And mostly because there's so much stuff, like, for example, um, having watched that interview that Tucker Carlson did with Putin, where they started talking about the, um, you know, color revolution in 2014 and the fact that the State Department was more or less involved with, like, installing the current power in Ukraine. And then you start thinking about, you know, the opportunities for money to be spent there and for corruption and all this kind of stuff. And then all this involvement in Ukraine in the news cycle in recent years, like it never in my life had I heard Ukraine so many times, Ukraine, Ukraine. And now over the last five years, it's like you can't do a newscast without mentioning Ukraine once or twice. I remember the day uh, I remember when we used to call it the Ukraine. It was the Ukraine. Right. Now it's just Ukraine. For a long time, it sounded funny saying Ukraine. Anyway, what's going on locally? So obviously we're keeping our eyes open for this Trump ruling that's supposed to come down, I guess, any second. And I mean, it's pretty wild, man. This, this in essence, could be, I guess, like the death sentence for the Trump organization in New York City. Well, not really. I mean, no matter what this guy comes down with, it will be appealed. So the thing is not taking effect anytime soon. And But uh, I mean, if you're talking about $300 million, $250 million, whatever it's going to be, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, and it's a licensing thing, and I didn't know that you needed a license to do business in New York State. It still seems kind of funny, and they're going to revoke his uh, ability to do licensing in New- or to do business. That doesn't sound right, but it, it has to go to the um, New York State Court of Appeals, mm. and I, I'm told that they are not crazy, but who knows? Who knows? Engeron, Judge Engeron, with his silly purple shirt and his shirtless pics, and his yelling and screaming and uh, laughing uh, and uh, his clerk, who used to work for Chuck Schumer, for God's sake, sitting right there. Chuck Schumer, who's a criminal, by the way. He is a total criminal. And all, I, I can prove it to you right now. I'm telling you, Kavanaugh, I'm going to bust your head open if you don't get it right. Remember that? I do, yeah. That's it's, a threat. It's stunning audio every that, time you play it. That's a threat. And you let the illegal aliens move into your high school a block away. Whatever happened to that middle-class, lunch-pail guy, Chuck Schumer, good guy from Brooklyn, right? You went woke and wobbly and scared because of AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez freaked you out. Yeah, she was going to run against you. Oh, and the people who showed up outside your house, a protest. You can't handle a couple of nuts outside your house? What's the big deal? Man, you are weak. That's the thing about you, Schumer. You're a wimp. You are a wimp, and you're gutless. You are you are a disgrace to this state and to this country and what you're doing to Donald Trump. Why do they go off on him? Why do they enter my mind? It's I mean, probably that's easier a, to do than, yeah. What? It's, it's easy to get frustrated with him. Well, it's a clear-cut. That's clear-cut criminality, what he did. That That's worse than anything, anything January. What did Donald Trump say? Hey, it's going to be wild. You're allowed to say that. (laughs) I'm going to have a wild party. It's going to be at Stubby's house. His parents are in Europe. It's going to be wild. Look, I think it's worth continuing to sort of talk about what these cases supposedly center on. You know, in the case of uh, Trump here in New York City, there is not a lending company or an insurance company that accuses him of wrongdoing. But yet we're told it has something to do with the overinflation of real estate values because somehow he got better terms from insurance companies and lenders. And you can get away with this because the media suck, right? And there aren't lawyers standing up of stature, you know, too few who are saying this is wrong. 
And so it just, it just kind of, it's just happening. It's just continues to happen and happen and happen. I pray that this appeals court, you know, that they are honorable and that they are ethical. That's the whole thing, man. I do not think that Joe Biden should be prosecuted for the doc, for the documents. They, absolutely not. I read that her report and her as bad as the stuff that he did, the reckless and sloppy, not criminal. And even if it is technically a crime, you have discretion. After all, he is the president of the United States. That line is in there. And that's why I like so much about her. Do me a favor. Barbara's standing by. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Greg. Wow. Uh, you're covering so much and you're doing it so well. It's like drinking from a fire hose, as they say, to listen to you. Thank you so much for all of this. Um, you're talking about the courts and what's going on in the court and what's going on today with um with President Trump and what's going on in Georgia with the Fannie Willis thing and so forth. Thomas Jefferson pointed out the most sacred duties of a government is to do equal and impartial justice to all its citizens. We are seeing glimpses of what the courts can do if they follow the Constitution and they follow the law. We need to see more of that. We need to see more of what Thomas Jefferson said. And as you say, we need more attorneys to come forward to stand for liberty and the Constitution. It's like Washington said when he was despairing during the revolution. He said, where are our men of abilities? Why do they not come forth to save their nation? Ooh, I love both of them, as usual. Would you mind sending those along to me? Sure, I will. I absolutely will. And another thing that I read just recently, Hugo Black, the Justice of the Supreme Court, who was no conservative for sure, but when he wrote about freedom of the of the press, he said the First Amendment and the Founding Fathers gave the free press all the protection they need to fulfill their essential role in our democracy. Then he said the press was to serve the governed, not the governors. Ooh, I like that one, too. Boy, yeah. oh, boy, we were so oh fortunate, so fortunate with these guys that they were where they were, when they were. Barbara, thank you, as always. Uh, wow, that is some good stuff. We really were blessed. Hey, Navalny's wife is standing up, and she says Putin will be held accountable. She looks very poised. She just uh, she looks actually great. That's of Navalny's wife. She looks like um, that singer, Pink. Right. With the spiky hair a little bit. She's making a speech right now about uh, about her husband. Well, anyway, that's awful. Boy, Putin. Bad guy. Bad guy. Anything else I need to know about locally there, uh, uh, James? Um, no, I mean, well, we just, you know, I don't know what's going on with some of these teens and the crime. Man, there was a 16 year old busted in a mugging. She and I guess some 24 year old guy dragged somebody into an apartment, stole their phone. A doorman actually kind of stopped this assault in progress. And then in this is not local, but that Kansas City Super Bowl parade shooting, two juveniles charged in that. Did you see that? Oh, in Kansas City? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did see that. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not and sure that, what's going on with the about, youth in what this about country. A but. Clan that, well, I mean, but that guy, what's his name? Kelsey, jumping around, going to stupid parties, drinking his ass off, right? I mean, I told you he was a a bit of a hillbilly. You saw that he sort of basically admitted that he did wrong by accosting his coach like that right his brother pressed them on their their podcast on their podcast yeah. i don't think i mean no i i like it should never have happened his attitude that's one of the many reasons why i just don't i have no use for these football players or baseball players or anybody they're just uh 
overpaid. It's all, and and I don't know. There's so many more important things going on. That's uh, too bad. I was going to ask if you're excited about spring training. You mean like the baseball? <laughs> baseball <laughs> practice? <laughs> baseball. Why would I be excited about baseball I'm, practice? I'd be facetious. I mean, the only worst thing than watching a baseball game would be watching baseball practice. <laughs> right? I mean, it, I, I can't believe that ever caught on as a game in America. I used to play it. I, I mean, I don't know what the baseball? hell I was thinking. You don't like it? No, it's too slow. It's boring. Yeah, but I thought that was because Craig Nettle spurned you for an autograph or something like that. Oh, no, that was Chris Chambers. Oh, Chris Chambers. <laughs> Chris Chambers. First base, not third base. All right, thank you. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. One hell of a song and one hell of a singer. All right. That's Vanity. Uh, Vanity Six. She was uh, a girlfriend of Prince. And, man, she was uh, H-O-T hot. Um, And I heard that song by accident the other day. And I'm like, whatever happened to that woman? I remember how beautiful she was. And um, everybody has a story. And, well, how about this? She's dead now, by the way. She died years ago at the age of 57 in 2016. Vanity, a prince protege who renounced her sensual stage persona to enter Christian ministry, died Monday in Fremont, California, from complications of kidney disease. Uh, She was 57. Again, this is a couple of years ago. She was born Denise Matthews in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Matthews first rocketed to stardom through her association with Prince and the girl group Vanity Six. And this ultimate, their ultimate hit, the sexually themed music, the sultry, nasty girl. She was also in a bunch of movies, The Last Dragon, 52 Pickup, Action Jackson. But guess what? Uh, She was hospitalized for kidney failure, which she blamed on cocaine and other drug use back in the day. I was sick inside. I was a crack cocaine addict and didn't even know how to wake up in the morning without some smoke, she said in 1999. The experience led Matthews to renounce her Hollywood lifestyle and her stage name after becoming a born-again Christian. When I came to the Lord Jesus Christ, I threw out about 1,000 tapes of mine, every interview, every tape, every video, everything, she said. After her conversion, Matthews devoted her life to evangelism. Uh, Musicians around the world expressed sorrow at Matthews. Prince, they they were very hot and heavy. Uh, he was very sad, and so was MC Hammer. Matthews expressed no regrets about leaving her celebrity lifestyle behind. When I was vanity, it was all about me, she said in 1999. But when I'm preaching the word of God, it's Jesus Christ speaking through me. I don't want people to know who I was back then, but the new creature that God has made me. Um, I just can't tell you how, like, unbelie- what unbelievable stage presence she had. 
and that song. We had never heard anything like it. Um, and what a, what a story, huh? Um, wow. She had everything, everything that people think they want, right? And it was nothing, absolutely nothing. My favorite part, and I've heard of somebody else doing this, throwing out all of the um, material that made her famous, just throwing it out. You know who else did that? A guy named Paul Williams. Paul Williams, a singer-songwriter, you know, evergreen. Remember, he was everywhere in the 1970s. That man was so talented, so funny. He's actually alive and well. He's in his 80s. He's the head of the big music organization that does the music rights for songs. He also speaks about um, sobriety. He is sober now, I think, for I don't know how many years, but there's a great film that he participated in, a documentary. It's called Paul Williams is Still Alive. And there's something special about that. Really spoke to me, kind of set me up myself for a life of sobriety, which when I first saw that movie, I wasn't there yet. But about three weeks after seeing it is when I had my last drink. All right, looking at uh, today, judge set to rule in Trump's $370 million civil fraud trial. We are expecting uh, that crazy judge Engeron to post something on his website. Could happen any moment now. It's expected. I mean, we this is kind of official, right? This is more or less official. It's happening today. Um, and it will probably say that Trump cannot do business any longer in, in, in New York State. Now, what is this all about, really? This is all about scaring people from ever getting into politics, uh, scaring people who want to go against the system, who want to reinvent the system, or maybe even blow it up. Not the good part, but the bad part, the stuff that's not in the Constitution, which, unfortunately, is most of the government. Uh, oh, there's the music. Your calls when I can come back. It is Friday, which it doesn't feel like Friday somehow. Does it feel like Friday? It doesn't. I don't know what it is. It doesn't quite feel like Friday. Does that mean something's going to happen? Something big, something glorious, perhaps? Maybe he wins this case? Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know who's kind of a big uh, overrated and a little bit creepy? David Letterman. Uh, This Netflix thing, it's supposed to be the best thing in the world. My next guest needs no introduction. And um, it's him sitting down with some ultra-famous person. Uh, I don't know whoever got it in their head that he did decent interviews. He didn't. Um, he was nasty. He, I, I, they were so inane. I remember then Johnny Carson also did somewhat inane interviews, but I really liked Johnny. Johnny was friendly and kind of happy and he wanted his guests to be comfortable. Uh, I don't think that that was what the letterman did. We were just talking about this vanity six lady, Denise Matthews. Listen to when she shows up in the letterman show, how he treats her. And I just think it's, uh, well, it's something. It's certainly from another era. Go ahead. Mm, boy. Hello. Nice to see you. <laughs> You've seen all of me, haven't you? Uh, now, what, what motif is this? Describe for me uh, the nature of this. Uh... Uh, this is a corset. A it's corset? A double... Yes, I got it at Trashy Lingerie. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> you, have, you have feathers tucked right down inside this of there. This is gorilla fur. Oh, it is gorilla fur. Yeah. Well, well, of course. <laughs> Nothing says loving like gorilla fur, you know? I have a complete gorilla coat. It's the wild animal. I call him the wild. It's not actual gorilla fur, Yes, it? it's all gorilla, yes. Well, no, see, so you shouldn't be doing that. Well, I didn't kill him. He's about 100 years old. 
Of course, he's in good condition. This gorilla died a natural death? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't around 100 years ago. But how do you know he's 100 years old? Well, it's an art deco coat. I mean, it's... They don't, they don't kill them anymore. I mean, they don't make Oh, the, the coat them. is 100 years yeah. old. Oh. Yeah, but the gorilla is. No, but isn't that, don't you, isn't that an uncomfortable notion, knowing you're wearing the fur of an, well, an I think animal? He's, I think he's got a good home. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well. It's not that. It's not that. I have a picture there. to show you. Here, here's my gorilla. You see? Right here. Mm -hmm. See, this, see yes. how nicely he lays on mm -hmm. my body? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what what publication is this? This is uh, Stern. Stern magazine published in Germany, isn't yeah. it? Is that correct? Now this is not you on the front, is it? Yes. Oh, it is. Yes. Well, good lord! Don't you... show that now. Well, you're not wearing anything here, are you? <laughs> yes, I'm wearing feathers. Those are feathers. No, that's something painted on. Oh, yes. been painted. <laughs> I just a uh, real quick one. Look at that. Ooh. Oh, you're not allowed to do that, are you? Stop. I mean, maybe it's, I mean, uh, Diego, you're getting a kick out of it. You don't learn a damn thing about this person. I mean, I don't know. It just seems, and he's, he's leering all over her, you know, which she is beautiful, but not, I would not say inappropriately dressed, not inappropriately dressed. All right, keep going. Well, you did it. <laughs> can, yeah. Now, speaking, now that you brought up the magazines, I was going through the uh, the May issue of Playboy, and you're in here as I well. I heard, I heard. And you yes. haven't seen this yet? Yes, I did. Now, uh... uh I did that about um, five years ago, I think. Oh, really? You didn't do this recently? No, my body isn't as bad as that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a frightful body here. This is... Well, it's much nicer over there, isn't it? Uh, well, geez, I got better things to do. Come, come to think of it, I don't have better things to do. What am I saying? I got better things to do. All right, that's it. That's it. I mean, it's, it goes on like that. I guess she was in a movie, and they talk about the movie for about 10 seconds. And uh, uh, But that's back when we only had how many channels? I mean, there was cable TV back then. Seemed incredibly um, – it just doesn't age well, does it? Um now, you could say, well, Greg, wait a second. I saw you on TV. What did you see me on TV say? One time I said to this woman, you're beautiful. And the entire Internet, I mean, I was they, they tried to cancel me. It happened 10 years ago. I was globally cyber bullied because I said that a woman who was totally beautiful, who was wearing a bikini, that we weren't expecting her to be in a bikini. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, she's beautiful. And I don't know, the... The standards, uh, the, the rules, uh, always, always shifting, and it's, it's, it's sometimes a very confusing place. All right, it is Friday, Friday phones. Uh, Sal, hello. Hey, Greg. Listen, back from um, from many years in the uh, in the VA hospital, rather overnight. All right, Sal. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sunny in Rockland, hello. Yeah, hi, Greg. Uh, happy Friday. Uh, I just want to go back as you were talk speaking about those, uh, you know, the presidents from from way back. Well, one of my favorite ones was Teddy Roosevelt, and I have a few interesting facts about him, if the um, listeners don't know. I mean, he was the New York City police commissioner at one time, and he was very close friends with um, Lieutenant Joe Petrosino, who became a hero here in New York. I mean, he passed away in 1909. He was the only police officer ever killed in the line of duty overseas. He had two inspector funerals. And um, actually, they made a movie about him. If you have a chance, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's a 1960 movie, black and white, but it's with Ernest Borgnine, great actor. It's called Pay or Die. And uh, 
I know you and I was talking about Kramer, uh, Kramer versus Kramer last time we spoke. So uh, I'm the same guy who was talking about that. Oh, movie. yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I know that uh, Teddy Roosevelt was a police commissioner. My father actually had his desk, the same desk, has been kept all these years. He wasn't there that long. I think Teddy Roosevelt had an awesome publicity machine, all right? That guy, in some ways, he was uh, kind of Donald Trump-esque. He was uh, very, very good at PR. So it, well, who got killed? What? What is the The movie is about what? Uh, Lieutenant Petrosino, Joseph Petrosino, uh, yeah, Joseph Petrosino, he was, um, he invented the bomb squad in New York and the Italian squad where he had undercover Italian, uh, police officers and they infiltrated the mob in New York and made a huge difference. It's a great movie. I've seen it maybe 50 times. Jeez, black and, and white. What's it called? Uh, pay or die. It's about the black hand. You know, hey, and die, 1960, Ernest Ber- Borgnine. All right. Thank you very much. I'm going to check it out. Thank you, Sonny. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, gosh, I haven't seen any good content in a long time. Uh, what the hell? Pay or die. Let's see. We're moving on. The Willis thing is continuing. Oh, Joe Biden. He has the nerve to show his face in East Palestine, Ohio. A year later, he's finally getting around to it. Those poor people. So screwed over by the private sector, by the state government, by the federal government. And one of the reasons why they've been screwed over, especially by the feds, red. It is a red county. It is Trump territory. And they know that, and that makes them very, very uncomfortable. Joseph in Fairfield, hello. Hello, Greg. Um, Yeah, I wanted to talk about the Ukraine war, but first, uh, a couple of things about um, the First Amendment. Just say it. The First Amendment... The first freedom is in two clauses, that, that the government, the Congress will not establish or prevent the free exercise. And what you were talking about, the Hugo Black, Hugo Black was responsible for taking prayer out of the public school in 1962. He was the worst. He was right, calm down, all right? I can't keep up with you. Slow down. What's the, what's the bottom line, Joseph? Hugo, Hugo Black was anti-Catholic. He was, he was a total racist. He was one of the first. Uh, one of the, to get all right. There's nothing I can do about it. He's dead. Called up and said that good things about every now and then. And look, you know, I can say bad things about you can find everybody in history. George Washington was a major slave owner, right? Did George Washington do some good things? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Hugo Black did a good thing or two. I am sure. I I mean, I even you, Joseph, would probably if you look back. But, you know, let's face it. He's dead. He's gone. And there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do about it. Thank you, Joseph. Um, there's nothing we can do about it. Name the movie. Goodfellas, of course. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. One year too late, President Biden is finally traveling to East Palestine, Ohio. This week, one year after a Norfolk Southern train derailed there, spilling a slew of hazardous chemicals into the surrounding environment. The White House said this weekend that the president will travel there to ensure that state and local officials hold Norfolk Southern accountable. East Palestine residents are still feeling the effects of the contamination one year after the spill. Hey, there's one other good thing. I mean, he should have gone a long time ago. Trump went, I think it was six weeks later, six weeks perhaps, and he brought water. Remember, he bought uh, McDonald's for everybody in the McDonald's. Just great. The common touch and genuine interest, genuine interest. Well, I heard 
uh, Joe Biden do something that I think was necessary. He kind of reminded people that there are American hostages being held by Hamas in Gaza. Same time, do you remember last week you said Israel's reaction has been over the top? Over the top how? Can you imagine somebody saying that our bombing of the Taliban in Afghanistan after 9-11 was somehow over the top or a little bit too much? Uh, did it make people uncomfortable? Well, warfare is supposed to make people uncomfortable, literally. Um, so so there's that. Um, I see it seems almost like a stalemate. And with us sending the signals that we're sending that we want them to wrap it up, and I keep hearing this from the experts, Joe is going saw going cold on Israel because he's losing about the Arab. He's worried about losing the Arab American vote in Michigan. All right, that's a huge Arab American population, and uh, that vote is up for grabs. I have a feeling he lost it anyway. Uh, I, I I do I do. There's there's a lot of other things going on. It's possible. It is possible that Joe loses this election decisively. I, I it's not beyond. It's not beyond imagination that he loses like, I don't know, 50. I could see him going down with like 42% of the vote. Couldn't you? I think it's possible. I really do. Five dead after a power loss at uh, uh, the Nasser Hospital, a Hamas run, Hamas run health ministries. Do we believe anything about Hamas? Do we believe anything about those guys? I don't, uh, I don't think so. So, where are we right now? All right, still no decision from Judge Engeron. That's going to be happening sometime between now, we think, and the close of business. Uh, we still don't know if Fannie Willis will be ejected from that case in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it doesn't really matter if she gets ejected or not. Well, it does. If she gets ejected, the entire case might, might fall apart. It certainly will get delayed. Um, I love that. That might be my favorite case, that and the documents case, because they are the most ludicrous, the most laugh-out-loud funny. The other cases are bad as well. It's funny that uh, Fannie Willis is, you know, cash here, cash there. It's all these cash transactions, so they're not traced. You notice Donald Trump? That was a check. That was a check written to to, uh, Michael Cohen. As Stormy Daniels, they paid her with a check. They weren't trying to hide that. They weren't trying to, they weren't trying to advertise it either. It's okay to be, what's the word? Discreet. It's a word that you don't hear about much anymore. Discreet. Because everybody's so in there, in your face, and look at what I'm doing, and look at me on the social media. Mike, hello. Greg, how are you? Um, I want to tell you about some real quick. Nasty Girl, that song was the most played song in Go Go Bars. I don't know if you knew that, but anyway. What song? Danny, Nasty Girl. Oh. The one we just. Go-go bars. Nobody calls them go-go bars. Jeez, go-go bars. I'm sorry. I'm 60 years old. You're not that old. Anyway, 60 years old. It's 60. You're 60. (laughs) Anyway, that's not that old. Go-go bars. You know how I know? You know what I know from go-go bars? In the very beginning of The Odd Couple, Oscar Madison is seen peeking into a bar, and it's a go-go bar. Remember, there's a cop right behind him. It says go-go bar. So, yeah, strip club. But anyway, what else? Uh, Fannie Willis definitely, I'm sorry to say this, that her complexion is going to be her protection. And it's happened already with Biden's administration with General Austin. Now, imagine a general during Trump's um, presidency just abandoning his job, his his um, position, so to speak. And that's the most dangerous thing that could happen 
to, uh, you know, with a general in this administration. So it's just, like I said, even with the trans community, uh, I don't care what they do, but their uh, complexion, so to speak, is their protection as well, okay? And now the illegals, their complexion is their protection as well, because if I, what I would never do, if I ever kicked an officer in the head in New York City and did that, I'd be in jail still right now. This is what's going on in our country, and people really need to wise up and, and, and wake up. And I got one thing to say to the Republican voters. See, Democrats have a saying. It's called vote blue no matter who. And Republicans, most of them better get off their butts and vote no matter what. Because last week in that, well, this week in that election out on Long Island, do you know how many people, percentage of Republicans voted in that? 30 percent. Do you know how many uh, Republicans voted for Murphy again in, in, in New Jersey with um, the, that other gentleman? Uh, not even 40 percent. See, this is the problem. And I'm always saying it is people need to wake up. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you. You're right. I never heard it put that way. You're right. Uh, those illegals were kicking the cop in the head, kicking him right in the head. It wasn't just a beatdown. He was who gets kicked in the head. Who kicks somebody in the head? An absolute savage, an animal kicking anybody in the head. Oh, my gosh. Hey, we're joined by uh, Mayor Giuliani. So pleased and privileged. The Mayor Giuliani show starts in just a few moments. But, Mayor, I wanted to uh, touch base with you. How are you, first of all? I'm good. I'm good, particularly watching my uh, favorite prosecutor get raked over the coals yesterday. And she doesn't even know the continents uh, that believes and other countries are on. Well, I will have to give her. That's the one thing I'll <laughs> give her. All right. Belize is an isn't Belize an island. No, no, it's right snuck in uh, South America. Oh, all right. Well, I thought in. it was—I thought it was an island. That is, like, uh, okay. But wait a second. She was like, I don't know what a continent Bahamas is in. <laughs> and that—I that, mean, technically, it's not a. I mean, it's how many? How many times did you reimburse for trips with two, three grand in cash, uh, Greg? Yeah. No. So what? When's what, the last what, time you did that? What's the bottom line on her? What? What? what what's your takeaway from yesterday? Uh, she's gonna go. Uh, the judge, the judge. Actually, I mean, I'm amazed. Uh, she started off pretty much with the judge on her side, and it was a great example of how you can turn a judge against you. I mean, he ended up like having to scold her and shut her up, and I think that's why she didn't show up today. Well, he was very mild about it, though. I thought he, he was, was very, but, but, very but, but gentle. He, given the fact that he's a product of the system, uh, there's a chance he'll dump her from the case. Now, what happens then? What does that mean? What does well, that mean what, for you? What it means for the, the president, for me, for Mark, everyone else is, will anybody else take it over? Right? For, first of all, it's off until after the election. So I think the president just faces one before the election, and that's the ridiculous case with, uh, with the excuse for a DA we have in New York, the case that's not a crime. None of them are, but this one is the most ridiculous. Uh, this one will go off until after the election. It will never get put back together again in time for the election. Plus, there'll be plenty of motions. If she's dismissed, but the case isn't thrown out, we'll take that up on appeal. I mean, the case should go for all kinds of reasons. Like, they never even properly returned an indictment. I mean, you got about 10 reasons, plus the fact that you have this uh, uh, relationship that taints the entire case. Hey, all right. So that I, I love that she's going down. By the way, what do you make of this? The FBI informant central to the, uh, you know, that 1023 form said that Biden was receiving five million dollars, yeah. five million for Joe, five million for Hunter. Here's the thing. When that form was released, one of the reasons why they didn't want to release it is it could jeopardize uh, this person. And now they arrest this person, and they put out his name, Smirnoff. I'm not buying anything. 
I'm not either. I, and, and I'm totally uh, uh, oblivious on this one. This, this was not me. Uh, this just came up after I was involved and re- released everything I had. I never heard of this guy. But I do know he was a very reliable. One thing I do know, checking with ex-FBI agents, I think who know what they're talking about, this guy is solid. I mean, up until now, he's a solid guy. So it's kind of rare that a solid guy goes off like this. And they hadn't said anything like this about him before, right? Hey, by the way, they know that these uh, witnesses are a little bit shady. I mean, they're all kind of, you know, it's I never not had one that wasn't uh, Greg. Right, right. So the idea Andy of a... the bull. <laughs> so this smacks this smacks of of old school tough guy. We're going to get our enemies. This is like uh, Joe Biden arresting that guy who uh, you know found her Bible. I mean her uh, her diary. Yeah. Remember that. And what about deterring everybody else, putting the fear of God? I mean, this is the kind of stuff they accuse Trump of. You know, if Trump says, please don't lie, they say he's obstructing justice. Meanwhile, they indict a guy. <laughs> right? They indict a guy and they put his name out. And that was like the threat. Oh, boy, we'll find out his name. Here's what I'm worried about overall. I, I think I've mentioned this to you before. But, you know, when Trump criticizes Biden, it's really about the policies, you know, what he's done at the border, what he's doing to children and school choice and all that stuff. With Joe on Trump, it's all kind of just him. It's all personal. And when he's out there saying that Trump is somehow a threat to democracy, you could see a scenario where he thinks it's his job, Joe Biden, to protect the Constitution. This guy's a threat to the Constitution, so I can do something else. If the court cases aren't going to stop him, I'm going to try something else. And I really shudder to think what they might come yeah, up and with. That's what, and that, that's what gets you into fascism. When an insane person thinks they're protecting democracy, what they're doing is making you a dictatorship. Yeah. That's what he's doing. I mean, in the name of protecting us against Trump, we've turned into pretty much a fascist country in many respects. Hey, what if this Engeron case uh, comes down today, uh, which it's expected to? I I mean, this is just the penalty. He's going to figure out how much he should punish Trump, but... This goes right to appeal, and I'm told that the second appeals uh, or the state appeals or whatever whatever division it is is a good division. It is. It is. It, where it, where it, does it, it go? It's Tell the us. First department, the uh, New York Court of Appeals, first department, basically Manhattan. The second department is Brooklyn, and it's a very very. I mean, it's it's, it's as good as you're going to get for a New York court. Well. So we shouldn't freak out when this thing comes down against Trump today, right? Oh, no, expect it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a number we never heard before. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, there's the music uh, handing things over to God you. God bless you, Greg. Thank Good you, sir. Tonight. Bless you, and many, many thanks. Privilege to talk to you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. President's Day Monday.